and then that to me that does like I've had a couple of days where I've cried. <laughs> I had a couple of days where I've just been like, ugh, feeling like I don't want to admit the things that I'm working on to people because I feel like I should be doing better. Combining that with uh, something that I felt very important uh, for myself in my journey is uh, embracing self-compassion. And I, I can't say that enough mm -hmm. is holding that space of uh, kindness. Uh, take time to connect your heart and your mind. So as opposed to living from your, your head all the time. Coach Des, mindset motivator and lifestyle entrepreneur. My mission is to help you crush your self-limiting beliefs and embrace being unapologetically you. The Born Unbreakable podcast brings you inspirational stories from all over the world that will empower you to unlock your unbreakable spirit. I'd love to partner with you on your next breakthrough. Go to bornunbreakable.com to schedule a free transformational call. Action begins today. Welcome to the Born Unbreakable podcast. I'm your host, Coach Des. We're officially in spring here in Las Vegas, Nevada. It actually feels like that. The sun is coming out. I think this weekend is the first time we'll hit the 90s in weather. Um, and I know that's different everywhere. And my guest is tuning in today from Angus, which is a part of Ontario, Canada. I have Kristen Larson with me today, who is an author and a transformational health coach. So we're going to get into some good conversation. How does spring feel over there? So Kristen? spring, it came early this year and it was actually uh, last week. It felt like summer. Uh, and now the temperature has changed drastically and hopefully uh, it's a nice transition into uh, warmer weather. That's nice, yeah. I'm actually, I was telling Kristen before we hit record that I'm excited because I have my first trip to Canada um, to do some client work related to executive coaching, but I'm headed to Ottawa in May, so I think it will be nice, um, but I'm looking forward to more trips there and of course seeing other parts of Canada too. So um, I'll have to have you in my arsenal when I have questions about <laughs> things Absolutely. in that direction. Um, but this conversation I'm excited about because I, so I just turned 40 recently this year in, in January. So a couple months ago, and I found myself in these deep pontification <laughs> moments just related to my evolution, um, my health, my mental health. So both, I think from a physical perspective of going, I feel like I have to be much more intentional. Like I can't just do whatever, like 20 years ago when my body just like bounced back really quickly. But I think also from a mental health perspective, even though I've done a lot of what I would call healing work, like therapy, like, um, being more vulnerable, trying to find more connection groups when I when I'm feeling down, I, I've recognized that feelings of like sorrow or sadness or depression, it still happens. Like even when you feel like you're trained or conditioned to 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 manage it. And so I, you know, I've got to think that there's many people at varying degrees of their experience with healing and doing healing work that might feel like me, 
where it's there's not this like place of epiphany where you are just perpetually peaceful. <laughs> and then you just reach this point of omnipotence where, you know, depression or anxiety can never be bestowed upon you ever once again, because I think things like triggers are natural, you know, when you see and experience things in the world. So, um, you know, as I'm going through that reflection, um, I'd love for you to kind of keep that in mind, you know, as we talk through just the cycle of, you know, maybe sometimes pain and suffering that we go through. In, in humanity. But before you answer all my questions selfishly, I'd love to start with, you know, your story, because obviously you got to this place for a reason. How did, what was the story that led you to where you are today doing the work you do? Yeah, thank you so much for uh, these wonderful topics and insights. I'm really appreciating them. I love going deeper into into these things because this is what it's all about. This is This is life and just being able to uh, I'm going to use this word probably quite a bit in this conversation, but just being present with the things that are happening uh, and just uh, accepting those and, and acknowledging them as well. And I believe that's kind of where my, my story begins, uh, navigating life uh, as, a, as a child and just feeling very confused about direction in life. Uh, why? What's my purpose? Why am I here? And it seems it seems odd to say that at a young age, but that's where mm -hmm. uh, I believe my mental health journey started was, um, you know, comparing, comparing and judging. And, you know, when my, my kid, I have kids and they're, my, they're teens right now, and I'm seeing patterns that I experienced when I was younger as, as a child. And it seems like those things they, they never, they never go away. Uh, it's just, it's there. Um, so it's an opportunity for me to help guide them uh, through my own experience of my own journey. And as I said, it uh, started with a lot of uh, self-judgment uh, that led to perfectionism, uh, needing, feeling that I needed to be perfect and lived up to these standards uh, that they weren't really there. They were standards that I was creating. And that, that journey really, <laughs> followed me or I allowed it to to exist uh, as I grew older, uh, both in my teens, in my young adult age. And you mentioned that you're uh, you, you just turned uh, in, in your 40s here and I'm I'm nearing 50. I, I'm turning 46 and I, I'm contemplating a lot of things about uh, uh, mortality, aging and not just myself, but just the things that are changing around me. And uh, going back to my story is really um, looking at what um, what I can let go of uh, throughout that time and uh, the mental health aspect of being self-critical uh, of myself and uh, the rumination parts. So life, uh, how is changing and I felt like it wasn't changing in the way that I wanted it to. Uh, so that created more suffering for myself and I didn't know how to navigate that. I didn't have the proper tools and uh, I was still developing emotional intelligence. I was still developing uh, the different components that really help someone to, to work through uh, difficult situations in life. And of course that led me to feeling not worthy and not feeling enough as a person. And that really uh, impacted my beliefs. And I, I know that we're going to touch on this, but um, 
I was really holding on to these beliefs that really limited me to how I was showing up in life and to what I was, uh, my perception of life as well. So I'm just going to pause here. And if you have any uh, insights or comments, feel free. You're speaking my language, Kristen. You're speaking my language. <laughs> I can, I can relate to everything you just said. I really can. You know, I'm writing a book right now on overcoming your self-limiting beliefs. But the interesting thing that I keep coming back to, as much experience as I have to share the the cycle of what I think you can do to do that, I find myself following my own cycle constantly. So I'm a student perpetually. Like I'm always a student of the things that I talk about because I that that is the evidence, <laughs> right? That I'm using. It's not like something that I've mastered and now I'm I'm telling people you do this and I never experience it anymore. It's in fact because I experience it that I know that I have to go through this over and over again to recognize where I'm at, what I need to do, what I'm feeling. And so that's kind of the the place that I'm, you know, in right now is like um you know, I've, I've talked about this before on my show as I as I engage with entrepreneurs and I tend to be around and I think that people who listen to this show are, are A-type personalities, meaning that they have intentions to do better, grow better, be better, you know, look back five years from now and go, wow, this is awesome. Like I am accomplished, but I, I'm in this period now where, again, I don't know if it's a milestone thing because you turn a certain age and you're like, did I do everything I wanted to do? I think it's a little bit of that, but it's all I feel like hitting me at once. So I'll give you some examples and then maybe you can give me some of your feedback, <laughs> which is like, so, you know, I've always wanted to have an entrepreneurial spirit and you know find different ways to excel so i can have a life of service to do more and help more people and so recently i went to this event in la and there are a lot of entrepreneurs who follow um this person named lewis house you you've probably heard of him and he's just written a book on the greatness mindset so i mean i'm in this room and you can tell that there is a range of um, people who are just starting out doing certain things. And then there's people who have had so many years of just like being in their expertise and uh, touching so many lives. And I think when you're in that kind of environment, um, you go back to the enoughness. It's like, oh gosh, like look at all these people, look at all the things they've accomplished. And so part of you feels inspired because you're like, wow, what an energy to feed off of. And then there's this other secret part of you that you don't want to reveal. That's like, oh my gosh, like, am I even capable? Like, should I have written this book like five years ago? Like, well, you know, why, you know, and then all these questions just start flooding you. And I think that, you know, and then, so I'll give you one more example and then I'll, and then I'll let you jump in. Um, then I'm sitting here thinking about my health and I'm like, okay, I got to do something more drastic because I feel like I have lost my rhythm, my stride, you know, the, the, the more vibrant version of me would be just nimble and quick and, um, able to tackle anything from a fitness perspective. 
you know, and then I sit here going like, oh, my routine is just not so great. It's kind of off. Like this is not feeling good. So I recently signed up for this fitness challenge, which is phenomenal. It's like they give you the nutrition coaching, the fitness coaching It's with kickboxing. So it's something new that I'm challenging myself with. I got like my protein shake while we're talking to each other. But it is like getting on training wheels again. I'm going back to something that I used to be phenomenal at. And now I'm kind of like a toddler again. And I'm, you know, eating my veggies with the right proportion of proteins and no sugars and drinking nothing but water and having protein shakes. So, um, you know, I'm down 2.8 pounds this week, which feels really good. But then I'm just like, how did I let myself get to this place where I feel like a toddler again in this area that I was like such a badass in before? So having said all of that, like, what do we do? <laughs> like, when we go through these cycles to not question ourselves and to feel like we can have confidence because we're putting ourselves right back into this like questioning mode. And then that to me, that does like I've had a couple of days where I've cried. <laughs> I have had a couple of days where I've just been like, oh, feeling like I don't want to admit the things that I'm working on to people because I feel like I should be doing better. For, for like as much knowledge as I have, I feel like I should be showing up better. Um, so what would you say? Well, yeah, that's uh, definitely some wonderful things to unpack there. And I'm appreciating, first of all, I'm appreciating uh, some of the key points that you said was that you, you're wanting to be in service and you're surrounding yourself with the people that are doing wonderful things and, and supporting other people. Uh, so I'm just celebrating that with you. And um in regards to uh looking at uh, other people and and what they're doing what they're accomplishing or things like that um the word that comes to me is uh possibly and not just referring to you but someone else as well is like the imposter syndrome so seeing where uh i, I feel like i need to be doing more or i'm not doing enough um, but yet going back to purpose and why you're doing what it is that you're doing that's the generator of that inspiration. Uh, and it's wonderful to, to be around these people and have that inspiration. But I feel like inspiration comes from within and, and is that, uh, that igniter of why, why someone is taking the actions that they're taking and uh, just connecting with that. So uh, when that comes up, it's just continually connecting with that and knowing, knowing with clarity why those actions are being taken. And Combining that with uh, something that I felt very important uh, for myself in my journey is uh, embracing self-compassion. And I, I can't say that enough mm -hmm. is holding that space of uh, kindness uh, for, for yourself and where, wherever you are, that starting point. And just knowing that you're continually taking the steps forward uh, to get to where it is that you want to be. Um, and with self-compassion, I believe also comes uh, self-talk. Uh, so having awareness for that self-talk as well. Um, is that self-talk, is that encouraging? Is it motivating? And if it's not, um, looking at what is being said in those moments and uh, taking the steps to shift that as well. So that that's actually my, mm -hmm. my, my uh, answer insight to both of those uh, kind of scenarios that you shared. And, and the second one, I believe everything starts with, with habit. Uh, when we talk about mindset, it's it's accumulated habits 
uh, what we're doing in our day or uh, what we're choosing to uh, reinforce that mindset that we want. Um, so uh, when we talk about the habit of um, health and if we're talking about nutrition, if we're talking about exercise, what is allowing us to take the necessary actions that we want to be taking to make that consistent, to be dedicated and disciplined to those things? And are we doing them? Uh, so I, I believe it's it comes down to the simple things. It's all about the simple things that we're either doing or not doing and going back to those. And when we're not doing them, what's taking us away from that? What are we making more important? So it, it's definitely, it, for yeah. me, it, it's sitting down and reflecting on on those actions that i'm i'm um, making my intentions towards and i believe that's another another thing is looking at what the intentions are uh, and that starts at the beginning of your day yeah and I, I i couldn't agree more because you know what i realized um particularly in this health arena was that my intentions weren't clear right they were just like Nah, whatever, it's fine, I'll get to that later. And it wasn't until I made this commitment to myself that my intentions became very clear. Like there's a certain amount of weight to be lost, there's a routine to be changed, both with how I exercise and how I eat. And then the cake topper is the accountability. Because every Sunday, I'm taking pictures of my groceries, I'm taking pictures of my meals throughout the week, and I'm also taking pictures of like my scale and my, so there's this process of doing that with community and then doing it with a coach so that you're very, it's very clear what you did or didn't do because you're tracking it the entire time. You know, so like <laughs> this past week, I was like jazzed up because I've been drinking a gallon of water every day. And I, if I don't do it with consciousness, like, because I'm not one of those people that just it's supernatural for me. Like I have to be like, if I don't start at at least six, seven a.m., it's probably not going to happen because there's just too much catch up to play if you wait until lunchtime before you start drinking water. So, but it's a habit. Like you just either you just either know that this is what you're doing, or you you let it get past you, and then you're like, okay, well, I'm not going to make my goal if I don't you know start doing this by this time. So it's it's not hard and i i think what i've recognized in um you know with this as my leading example because it's in front of me is that it's how you plan and and how much you're prioritizing something because when you prioritize it there really are no excuses so that's that's like what I'm experiencing, you know, within this last week of me making this decision is that it's very conscious if we let ours if we give ourselves enough time to lend to how we really feel about whatever the thing is that we want to pr make progress on. Yeah, um, there's a few things and thank yeah. you for sharing those wonderful insights as well. Um, a few of the things that you mentioned, definitely accountability. I feel that's so important when you're able to uh, accept that and and just embrace that uh, that shifts your whole mindset of how you're approaching things and um, I I really believe in inner leadership so really honoring and respecting uh, the journey of where you got to where you are no matter where that is where that starting point is and just acknowledging your capabilities and knowing that um, there are no limitations the limitations are only the ones that we decide to uh, 
to put in front of ourselves. Um, and of course, to to raise those limitations, that requires shifting some beliefs, probably. Um, and the other thing is the small steps. Changing a habit is all about incorporating those small steps, those little incremental uh, percentage changes, which in the end is quite a bit. And just being patient with that. And uh, this goes back to everything uh, is trusting the process when you're taking those actions. Right. It says two millimeter shifts. It's never like these big, big leaps. But I want to come back to a word that you said that really struck me. Um, so we can talk about how do you maybe practice it a little bit more, which is self-compassion. I feel like it's an it's a natural for us to beat ourselves up. Oh, we said we were going to work out for an hour and I only have 30 minutes. So it's the best I could do, right? You know, or you, it's, it's basically saying that here's this set of things and I accomplished a percentage of it. And so, you know, I, when I read the book, The Gap and the Gain, it really helped me recognize what we tend to do, which we focus on what we don't do versus what we do do. And therefore we're stuck in a gap instead of going like, oh my gosh, look, I did 70%, which is closer to the hundred. It's better than zero. So I'm farther than, but like our minds don't tend to go there. We focus on that 30%. And so how do we, how can we practice that self-compassion and not wake up every day and then end our days with beating ourselves up for the things that we didn't get to you know, didn't get to. Yeah, accomplish. that's a that's a wonderful example. And and at the beginning of this uh, show here, you mentioned that uh, people that might be listening to the show or or watching the show are uh, A type personalities. And I feel like A type personalities because they're so driven and and possibly goal oriented, that that's what the main focus is always on that end result. And that makes it difficult when things aren't going according to plan or things aren't going smoothly or things aren't accomplished. Um, and uh, with with self compassion, that really helps someone to acknowledge, uh, acknowledge the steps that are being taken and, and to also process, uh, process and understand the emotions that are coming up as well. Um, and when when someone's not uh, practicing self compassion, uh, they're basically, I found myself uh, isolating myself, uh, not being connected to other people thinking that I'm all alone in what I'm experiencing. And when you're able to open yourself up to that, uh, number one, there's relatability. And number two, there's, there's a there's a common connection. And of course, uh, the other component of self compassion is uh, understanding what it is that you need, uh, especially in that moment, that moment of struggle or, or suffering. And just just being kind to yourself and asking yourself that so what that practice for me looks like is uh, when I wake up in the morning, I'll, I'll meditate. And then uh, after that meditation, uh, I have a, a little prayer that I do, which is a, a prayer of kindness. So I give myself what I want uh, in that day. So um, the term that I use is that way of being. So if I want joy, if I want uh, love, if I want um, excitement, whatever that is, uh, I, I give that mm. to myself. And I, I also tell myself that I'm doing a great job uh, and reinforce that I know I can do this. 
and uh, also end it with telling myself that I love myself, that it may be difficult for people to do that or even say that to themselves. Uh, but when you do that, you're, you're just, you're opening yourself up. Wow. That's what a way to start the day, <laughs> you know, to just to, to give yourself that level of, of energy. And I, I do think that I picture the days of so many wonderful people that I know. And I think the reason it feels tough is because you start by giving all of that, everything you described elsewhere. Right. So you're just waking up and just kind of going out there into the world. But if you can start with you, then you're you're treating that honor and respect and love in the direction that is going to allow you to better position giving it, giving that energy, you know, out to others with more intentionality. That's, that's amazing. That's something that's so simple. I feel like everybody can do that, but it brings me to a book that you co-authored that has more of these kinds of insights in it. So tell me about the book and how the co-authoring of it came about. Yeah. So, um, the book that we're, we're talking about right now, it's uh, called the decision to heal pathways from suffering to love. And it was myself and five other authors. Uh, some of these authors I had not met previously. And some of them, uh, when I went through uh, the coaching program that I took, I met them in that coaching program. And uh, we just kind of collaborated uh, on an idea to write a book together and share our stories of our struggles and suffering that we went through in our life. And most importantly, uh, the decisions and choices we made to overcome those um, and each story uh, is different. Uh, everyone has a different path or journey. But what's interesting is that you can you can relate to different parts of these stories. Just like even if someone has a different journey in their life, there's components to it that you can relate to. Um, and mm -hmm. a lot of it has to do with um, just just really uh, accepting yourself, embracing yourself, and uh, going back to appreciating life and gratitude and being present in life as well. Um, so uh, as as I've shared kind of my struggles uh, in life and, and with mental health, depression, anxiety, uh, that's really what has consisted of my story and the choices that I've made to uh, to navigate that. Wow. That is so amazing. So it's it it's it's like this awakening that you go through, but it's also in collaboration and community with other people who have similar experiences. Correct. And I, I love that word that you just used. It is an awakening. And once you once you have that awakening, uh, you you don't want to be um, you don't want to be sleeping uh, through life. You want to always be uh, healing and and growing and learning and. Uh, ultimately transforming into into that vision that you have for yourself. Yeah, it's interesting because, you know, when you when you said sleeping through life, I, I often think about how we sometimes go on autopilot, where you just do things because you've always done it. But you know that there's something inside that's missing, like you don't feel a hundred percent gratified or satisfied, but then you ignore it 
<laughs> and just kind of keep chugging along until there's like a breaking point or a revelation or, you know, something happens and you're just like, I'm tired of this. This is, this is crazy. I can't keep doing this. And so I think it's, my hope is that we don't let ourselves to get to the point of it being like a last straw moment or situation that we can be attuned enough to hear the calling more like you were saying, being present, because then there is that more proactiveness of, you know, how many times have you heard a story of someone going like, I look back and I wish I, you know, five years ago when this started to happen to me and I just ignored all the signs and, you know, I mean, the key is that you take action. So, but, but I do think there's a, there's a lot of the, 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 the guessing and the questioning of oneself where I think we don't realize the power of our instincts sometimes like they're there for a reason the reason why we have like those gut instincts is is because it's our it's our internal mechanics telling us that there's something off or there's something that could be better or there's something that you know that your heart wants to pursue but i do think that coming back to this place of purpose like having that be a centerpiece is oftentimes like the jumping point that allows somebody to make a decision with more decide with more decisiveness because they're like wait a minute am i aligned with the purpose and that is usually an indicator of what you should do next i think right? yeah and and i i feel like um i i feel like it's natural for everyone to to be wanting happiness and fulfillment in life. And uh, I also feel like it's very easy to be validating that externally as opposed to living. Uh, I love the word joy uh, because joy is comes from inside and it's a creation uh, that someone has a choice mm -hmm. to, to manufacture that however they want. Um, so in saying that, uh, there's always that there's always that next accomplishment or that next thing that someone thinks that is going to bring them happiness or completeness or fulfillment. Um, but it's it's almost like it's a it's a never ending search uh, when you're when you're in that that mindset. Um, and I just wanted to express that because uh, when we're talking about uh, when we're talking about career, when we're talking about uh, uh, family and different things like that. Um, I think it's so important to make that uh, differentiation. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, I do have this feeling that we are constantly evolving. You know, I, I, I believe that. I think that we're continuing to figure things out. I don't know that you ever have it all figured out. Um, and so we know what's happening at the moment, but there's so many possibilities that we don't know, right? There's there's quite a bit. And so I think that um, giving ourselves the permission to be lifetime explorers, <laughs> if you will, is okay. Because, um, you know, I, I found that sometimes I don't know how I feel about something if I haven't 
studied it enough to have an opinion, you know, it's like, then, you know, then all of a sudden you open yourself up to a different world and you realize what's there that you had skepticism about before, you know, like in the wellness space, that's how I felt about meditation. I was like, what you're saying, you're going to be quiet. Like, why would you do that? <laughs> Just like sit there with yourself, but you could be doing something like, why would you want to, why would you want to be? It's because I think like, if you're not familiar, you think about it as, especially if you're like a, one of those busy bodies, it's like, yeah, but you could be productive. You could be doing something. Why would you want to just sit there with your thoughts and your and your energy like that? But you don't actually realize that the process of meditation is to be centered and have more clarity so that when you do get to the things of like productivity, you're actually more focused. But if you've never meditated, then that's not how you might look at it. Right. So that's what I mean about. Yeah, absolutely. And, and uh, just to um, elaborate on what the, the wonderful insights that you're sharing right now uh, with meditation as well, it gives you the opportunity to uh, detach from your thoughts. So not to uh, not to not to uh, be your thoughts, but to be an observer of your thoughts, uh, which is definitely a big part of, mm. of presence and um, just to be present with yourself uh, in in that space, and and just allow the thoughts that are that occurring to uh, to float around, and knowing that you don't need to uh, be in reaction to those thoughts as well. Mm -hmm. That's such a good insight because our we're not our thoughts, but our thoughts can influence our actions and how we show up. So there's this connection that we make if we want to experience, well, and I think it goes back to some of the intention you, you just mentioned. So if you wake up and you tell yourself, I want more excitement, I want more joy, I want more peace, whatever that might be, which could be different every day. You know, there's just something inside you that is asking for a different request from the universe, then the alignment of your thoughts to then your actions can be more, you know, um, that that interconnectedness is now there. Whereas if you're you don't have intention, I mean, your day is probably just going to go all over. Yeah, and it's place. interesting uh, because um, I, I wanted to comment. Uh, being a student, uh, what comes to my mind is definitely curiosity. It's something that uh, I've I've learned is so important to have uh, because it changes your whole perspective on everything. Uh, you're open to seeing other perspectives. And what I find keeps me stuck is being in, in a fixed fixed mindset. So not being open to the learning or the growth that's available or even uh, some other choices because I'm stuck in uh, thinking in a certain way. Mm -hmm. Now, one of the things that I've I've often thought about is like how we might fight our past, you know, or our traumas because we don't want to um, lean into them. So what I mean by that is, let's say it's the stuff that you don't want to talk about, right? Like in a, in a conversation with the world, you don't want it to be put out there that like you 
poverty was something that you had to battle with or um, <clears throat> violence in the household, um, th alcoholism, th you know, things that feel so painful. So then you just push them down and you create a almost a barrier because you just don't want to be that. And so you ignore it um, without openly, you know, maybe not to every person, but maybe where it could be useful. What would you say to people who have something internally going on inside like that? Whatever it is that they're battling with, um, those are just some examples. What would your advice be to, to people who are, are like, well, I don't want to be those things. Therefore, I suppress them, don't talk about them, because if I don't, then I could just be. Yeah, and, and I just want to acknowledge that, you know, everyone has their own levels of trauma or uh, how they how they process things. Um, and I believe that uh, when those types of things are, are pushed down, they they always come out at some point. Uh, at some point in life, and I can attest to that. Um, going through my my struggles, I, I didn't tell anyone about them, and I kept them uh, hidden. And they surfaced. They surfaced at some point, uh, and it really uh, grabbed my attention to address them. And definitely, uh, the component of addressing them uh, that could be through I found journaling to be very helpful to be able to release uh, the thoughts, the emotions, and things like that, and that opened up the opportunity for me to feel uh, I don't want to use the word comfortable, but to be able to share those with other people. And when I'm able to start sharing these things, mm. it, it is like a release. It is like a it's like empowerment uh, because you don't feel like you're restricting yourself. You don't feel like you're uh, stopping that voice uh, from, from you know, expressing yourself. Uh, and I believe that's definitely the starting point to be able to, to somehow uh, begin to release those in a way that someone feels in alignment with and comfortable with, uh, whether that's, um, like I said, journaling or even just, uh, it might sound funny, but expressing these things to yourself and verbally uh, expressing them until until someone feels like they're ready to to talk with someone that they can trust. Yeah, yeah. I I always wonder if we spend enough time with ourselves in that way, right? I think we spend time with ourselves occupying time with things. Like I could tell you how many Netflix series I've like funneled through in the last few weeks to as a way to you know relax or whatever. But I I found that those moments where I'm really in in thought, and uh, when I do take that step to journal, because I'm like, gosh, this is really on my mind. Like what what am I doing with this? <laughs> and it's almost finding a place for it. So you can process it. And I know part part of processing is in different ways. There's there's our thoughts. Then there's the audio, right? Like that's what you and I are doing right now. We're, we're using our words. We're listening to each other. Um, but there's that audio of listening to yourself. Like I know some people who do um, 
notes to themselves, or they'll say their, their, their thoughts out loud and record it so they can play it back. Um, whether it's because it's something they want to come back to, it's an idea that they have. So there's something in that action of hearing yourself, you know, and then there's the act of reading it. So as you're writing something, having it visible in front of you, going like, oh, wow, this has been a recurring thought for the last week. It's on my mind every day, whatever that, that is, this relationship thing, this health thing, this money thing. Um, and I think that happens because it's like this internal thing telling us that you have this thing you want to do something about, but you're just not sure where to go with it. Therefore, it's going to stay present until you get to this place of processing so you can determine what the action is of how you want to address that. So I, I think that's what's going on, you know, and so it's just a matter of figuring out for yourself what kind of person are you? Are you the writing? Or you yeah, the and, and those are some some great points. Um, and I, I feel like what, what stops someone from, from taking that step, obviously, is the fear of, uh, you know, what what's going to happen when this is opened up or when the, what whatever is occurring what's released from this and as as human beings it, when we've been uh in a certain space for so long in regards to what we're experiencing we become comfortable we become comfortable in that space and uh it becomes difficult to uh to step outside of that Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kristen, talk to me about your programs. Like what, what do people come to you for? What is, what is it that you find yourself doing every day to help people? Yeah. So a lot of things that we're discussing, um, it's the first program I have, it's, uh, called leading with from within, and it's really helping someone to access their, their inner leadership to, uh, to embrace ways of being that are in alignment with what they want. And of course that incorporates uh, the self-compassion component, component, the presence component, um, looking at joy as well. So living from a place of joy and coming from that place and then um, just helping someone uh, develop those uh, awarenesses for the things that are stopping them from being in that, in that place. Um, and that looks like it's different for each person uh, because we all have our own uh, our own stories and our own obstacles that we're moving past. Um, but incorporates a lot of mindset, uh, a lot of habit change, and of course, uh, the empowered action. So living in integrity, uh, which I think is a, a huge thing uh, when we when we're when we're uh, living uh, in our life and the actions that we're taking. And actually, I have one other program, yeah. uh, which is uh, really helping someone to, it's a, it's more like a six-week program. So it's helping someone to navigate and process and understand their emotions and um, look at how, how that's affecting uh, how they're showing up in their life and um, kind of gaining insight on, on what they would like to be moving towards instead. What comes to mind when I hear you talk about the, these amazing things that you do is self-awareness. 
I mean, I, I think that some the, the process of someone tapping into really understanding who they are, maybe where their thoughts come from so that they can make those bolder, <laughs> those more bold steps to this vision of themselves that they have is such a, such a critical um, experience, you know, for us to, to live into the best version of how we want to be and how we want to engage, you know, with the world around us. So that's so powerful. Um, and how, how would people sign up for any of those so, kinds of programs? So uh, I like to have a conversation with someone uh, just to get to know uh, where they're at, what they want. And um, so uh, usually that, that first conversation, um, I can be reached. Uh, I have a website that someone can reach me at to connect with me and um, just go from there. Schedule a conversation with me. That's basically it. Awesome. Cool. We'll make sure we'll put the link to your website into the show notes. But I want to get into um, some questions just to get your perspective. You know, I think part of what um, I love about these conversations is just hearing, you know, personal insights into things that I think will help people um, have reflections of their own. Um, and the first question that I have for you is around success principles. So when you think about, which I'm, I'm sure there's many things you could think of throughout your whole life, um, if you had to boil it down to one thing that you, fe you felt has been this consistent pillar, tidbit of information, what success principle would you say that you've lived by that you have found be such a pervasive part of where you've gotten to today? That is a wonderful question. Um, there's probably many different things that I could I could uh, respond to that with, but I feel for me to be able to show up in the way that I want, uh, it's being curious and challenging my thoughts. And what I mean by that is, um, when I feel that I'm I'm hiding or I'm not showing up in the way that I want uh, to challenge those thoughts, those those limitations, those uh, those beliefs that I'm that I'm holding uh, in that moment to be true, and just being curious about that. And of course, when I invite that self compassion component in there, it allows me to explore deeper and to uh, kind of a, let go of that ego that's keeping me in that in that spot. Um, yeah, and and it just it just helps me to navigate that and to it, it for me it's just empowering and it's, it's powerful. It sounds so simple, um, but I, I I believe that a lot of people don't don't do that because of many different fears that come up as well. Yeah, absolutely. Curiosity, I think it is how we absolutely grow. What about a self-limiting belief? What's a self-limiting belief that you have had to overcome? Uh, I have a few of them. Uh, one of them is that I don't know enough or that uh, I'm not good enough to do this or um, what else? 
uh, I'm not, and then of course those piggyback on, I, I'm not worthy to have that because, because I don't know enough, because I need to know more. Ugh. Gosh, that plagues us, doesn't it? Yeah, and especially when you're, <laughs> ki you're continually evolving and you're trying new things or doing different things, uh, of course there's gonna be a, a learning progression or sequence to that and uh, we're not a master overnight. Mm -hmm. Yeah, oh my gosh. Okay, so we are sitting here, almost going into May, right? So we've got, we've got a good runway left of 2023. If there was one goal that you wanted to accomplish by the end of this year, what is that? What would it be? Huh. Well, I'm about to publish another book, so I can't include that one because uh, I know that's happening. Um, it would be to uh, create audiobook ver versions of the books that I've published already. And as well, um, I have a vision of uh, creating an uh, online uh, dropshipping store, which has to do with mental health and ways that it can support uh, other people in their lives, incorporating uh, my different creative creativities uh, and different works as well. Oh, I love that. Well, I know we've we've spent a little time in this episode talking about you know uh, mental health and some of the practices, and I'm sure you there's others that you might talk about in your book. But you talked about the morning routine of meditation and kind of this affirmative conversation you have with yourself. If there was one other tip that you would want to give to anyone that is working on their mental wellness routine, what's a tip that you might give? Um, definitely gratitude. Uh, I feel like that should be in everyone's uh, daily routine, uh, but that's fairly common. Uh, uh, yeah. So I would say a check-in, so like a, a midday check-in just to see where where you're at uh, mentally, emotionally. And I feel like that's something that a lot of people don't do. Um, and because that allows you to pause and to be able to shift uh, into another operating state. And yeah. In that is also breathing. That. So when you're doing that check-in is to see how your breathing is uh, because when we're, in a stress state, obviously that shifts our breathing and we're, we're able to uh, kind of realign our breathing, then uh, it opens up our, our choices and opportunities as well because we have a different perspective on things. Yeah, I think we underestimate the power of breathing, honestly. I hosted an event yesterday and part of it was a sound bath which i had never participated in previously I've, I've i've heard of it um but much of it is about the breathing you know deep breathing that you do in and out and um, then there's a facilitated guide that's kind of taking you visually to you know somewhere else which is very very cool it does actually make you feel like you're going on a little journey. Um, and then you come back and you're like, whoa, that was cool. Um, that's pretty, pretty neat kind of form of um, meditation, but yeah. 
You'll, people will have to look that up if you haven't experienced a sound bath before. Um, but Kristen, as we close, one question I have for you is, if there was a last piece of advice that you would give to anyone listening, what would that be? Uh, it would be to take time to connect your heart and your mind. So as opposed to living from your, your head all the time uh, to make sure that uh, you're taking time to connect your heart in there as well. That's so good. That's so beautiful. Kristen, how can people reach you? What's the best way to connect? Uh, so with I have you? a website and uh, if it's in the show notes, great. Uh, but it's uh, kristensvenlarson.com. And it has access to both uh, learning about myself, uh, my my books, and also how I support people in coaching. Amazing. Well, you certainly helped me today. I feel like I have a calmer energy. I feel like going into this interview, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm trying to work on this, I'm working on that. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> no, I'm like... I have gratitude <laughs> for myself. So it is, it's, I, I do think it's amazing how it's, it's very, these small mindset tweaks that can allow us to have joy, you know, even in our progress. Cause sometimes I, I wonder if we don't give ourselves permission to celebrate until something is done versus celebrating through each, each of the progressions or or even just revelations, you know, that we have as we go through something. I think sometimes we we keep that that finish line so far that it's almost like you're not allowing yourself to embrace the now. Yeah, absolutely. Acknowledging all the steps along the way uh, because they are celebrations. They're they're part of the journey, and uh, if they're not acknowledged, then all you have is the end result, and uh, that's it. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for taking the time today and being patient as we are figuring out how to get our technology coordinated. Yeah, <laughs> thank you for the wonderful it. conversation. I, I really appreciate this. Episode 153 with Kristen Larson, transformational health coach. Ah, oh, gosh, you could tell his level of connection and listening is so uh, well-conditioned. He is someone who has mastered the art of being present and I certainly appreciate it. I think I needed it. Maybe a little bit of like a therapy session for me personally and hopefully it benefited you. I think that, um, you know, I, I'm working on being in a more vulnerable place um, and just more honest with myself and the things that I want to do and the things that I want to work on. Um, and I am in a season where, uh, you know, I, I, I had done an episode in the in the past that was talking about our seasons change and what we focus on therefore changes, right? And I've been in seasons where relationships were my focus <coughs> or finance was my focus and, and I'm in a season where health is my focus and, um, 
So it's, it is more conscious energy that's going to my nutrition, my exercise, my mental health and well-being, my sleep, like things that I tend to put to the side. Um, after the interview, Kristen and I were talking about one thing that we wish we would have highlighted. So I want to highlight that in this reflection, which is around... Uh, taking time to process. It's important that we take time to process our thoughts, our feelings, where we're at, and giving ourselves the permission to change directions if we want to. As human beings, we have this beautiful gift of resiliency and building up that resiliency based on our experiences and when we learn to become more present like Kristen was talking about then we can work on that ability to pivot and shift change directions redirect our attention and I think with maturity you realize that there's probably more times than not that it's important for us to do those things if you are listening and you're an A-type personality, it is oftentimes an agenda that you want to follow. And I'm here to tell you it's okay if you deviate from that agenda, if you find that you need to. So hopefully this episode has given you some good insights some things to reflect on. Um, I will drop in the show notes where you can reach and uh, connect with Kristen. If he spoke to you, I know he certainly spoke to me in a very meaningful way. And um, <coughs> remember that you are your only limit. So take action. And I, I say that with a little bit of emotion today because I um, am in a place where I'm living that. You know, I know that I'm my only limit and I know that the actions that I'm taking are a direct product of making intentional decisions. And I want, I want that same for you. I want you to be in a place where you are making decisions that you feel good about, that you feel proud of, and that you feel are going to take you in the direction of exactly where and exactly who you want to be. So thank you so much for listening to my podcast, Boredom Breakable. It means everything to me. You're 153 episodes in, or maybe this is the first episode that you've ever listened to this show. And either way, I appreciate you being here. So stay tuned. There is a lot more in store. And if there's episodes that you still need to catch up on because you're not listening in order, which you don't have to, that's the beauty of this show, go go take a look at some of those other topics and other amazing guests that I've had on my show. And if you want to be a guest, I haven't put that out there in a while. I do get a ton of requests, so don't be alarmed. Um, you know, if I don't get back to you right away, but if you have a compelling story, if you know someone who has a compelling story, please reach out. It would mean a lot. Rate and review the show if you haven't already. And I will see you next time on the next episode of the Board Unbreakable podcast. See ya.